Speak to the whole Israelite community, that's us, and tell them, Be holy, for I, the Lord your God, am holy. You shall not bear hatred for your brother or your sister in your heart. One of my all-time favorite movies came out in the 1980s, long before I was born. And it's a movie called The Scarlet and the Black. The Scarlet and the Black. And this movie tells the story of two individuals, Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty, who was, a Catholic, who, was, who was an Irish Catholic priest who lived in Rome during the time of the Nazi occupation of the city of Rome in the 1940s during World War II. So Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty and Colonel Herbert Kapler. Colonel Herbert Kapler was the Nazi official who was in charge of overseeing the Nazis' tyrannical reign in the city of Rome at this time. Colonel Kapler was in charge of the SS and the Gestapo, and he was personally responsible for running a reign of terror in the city of Rome at this time. Monsignor O'Flaherty, the Irish Catholic priest, was one who personally erected and oversaw and governed a hidden network of priests, seminarians, and religious sisters in the city of Rome who personally oversaw helping Jews, political prisoners, and escaped prisoners of, war, of, uh, of World War II hide in the Vatican and other Catholic Church-owned areas around the city of Rome during this time. And so in the eyes of Colonel, of Colonel Herbert Kapler, Monsignor O'Flaherty was public enemy number one. Colonel Kapler hunted down and tortured and executed a number of Monsignor O'Flaherty's personal friends and even one or two of his relatives and associates. At the end of the war, Colonel Kapler was arrested, was tried, and was sentenced to life imprisonment for the war crimes that he committed against Jews and other individuals in the city of Rome during the years of his reign. And throughout his time in prison, he died in, the, I think, the mid-1970s. Throughout his time in prison, he only received one visitor. Month after month, year after year, Monsignor Hugh O'Flaherty went to visit this man that the world would look at and call his enemy. Fifteen years after the Second World War ended in 1959, Colonel Herbert Kapler, this war criminal of Nazism, was baptized into the Catholic faith and he died in communion with the Catholic Church. Brothers and sisters, mercy matters. And so we heard in our gospel today, Jesus did not mince his words. You heard that it is said, an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. Jesus asked a very central, basic, but really fundamental question in the gospel today. Loving people that love you, What's honorable about that? Loving people who see your love, who receive your love, who respond to your love, who celebrate your love, who acknowledge your love. What's praiseworthy about that? What's honorable about that? Tax collectors can do that. Pharisees can do that. And so Jesus calls us to attention this day, and he reminds us that to be a Christian, especially in the world today, is to love in a way that is truly radical. What does radical love look like? Radical love means going to one who is not seen, to one who is rejected, to one who ignores you and your love, who persecutes you and your love, who will not receive you in your attempts to love them, and laying down your life for them no matter what. Perfect love, real love, comes to us every time we gather at Mass. 
And he comes to us and he says, I see you. I see your hard-heartedness. I see your brokenness. I see your, your unwillingness to acknowledge me, to live the truth of my gospel. I see you. Here is my body, which is given for you. No matter what, you are worthy of my love. Brothers and sisters, is this the kind of love that you see championed in our culture today? Is this the kind of love that you see Christians living radically in the midst of 2023? Because St. Paul in the second reading told us this. He said, let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you considers himself wise in this age, let him become a fool. We live in a moment in the, in the culture of the United States of America where we get really good at patting ourselves on the back for how nice and merciful and loving and tolerant and open-minded we all are. And so public enemy number one in the way of love in our culture today is the Catholic Church. We don't need to look hard, hard. We don't need to look far and wide to find brothers and sisters, friends, good people in this world today who seem to think that the Catholic Church has it out for particular groups of people, for particular lifestyles, for particular ways of seeing and living. The Catholic Church, brothers and sisters, hates no one. And so we want to recognize, and I would just invite you to kind of to, to meditate with this on me, to pray with me a little bit here this morning. Just like to invite you to think about, could you name five institutions, five, just five, could we name five institutions in our culture today that teach today that it is wrong to hate murderers? Could we name five cultural institutions that teach today that it is wrong to hate people that steal from you? That it is wrong to hate the other political party? Could we name any institutions that would tell us that we are wrong if we choose to hate terrorists? That we are wrong if we choose to hate Nazis? that we are wrong if we choose to hate any person, regardless of who they are, of what they think, or what they have done to us. I think we would be hard-pressed, if we were honest, to name any institutions that have the guts to teach that love embraces the other person no matter what. Love doesn't accept everything. Love doesn't accept every mentality, every way of, of thinking and living. And my mom's a great example of this. If I was going to be honest with you, when I was two years old, believe it or not, my public enemy was my mom in a lot of ways because she wouldn't let me do anything that I wanted to do. And so I would throw all kinds of tantrums and I would look at her and I would see her as my enemy. But even in the midst of that, she loved me. And she loved me enough to tell me the truth. And she loved me enough to tell me no. And she loved me enough to recognize that she had more wisdom than I did. And precisely because of that wisdom and precisely because of that love, she would look at me and she would say, Luke, that's not a good idea. Let's make good choices. And so precisely because of my mother's love and her courage and willingness to point me to what healthy, authentic, free living looks like, precisely because of that, I am a Catholic priest. Brothers and sisters, by its nature, love does not accept everything, everyone, everyone, every mentality. We should disagree with Nazism. We should disagree with murder. We should disagree with evil. But what we believe as a church is that there are no human beings that are pure evil, period. Every human being is a child of God who possesses a fundamental and inherent goodness and worth and beauty. We live in a culture that refuses to acknowledge the truth of who a human being is.
that a human being is at their core a beloved child of God whose life matters, period. You are not what you do. You are not what you have done. You are not what you desire. You are God's child. And because of that, you are worthy of love, even when you become our enemy. And so, brothers and sisters, Jesus calls us to attention this day, and he challenges us to think, which way of love do we choose to live? Do we live the kind of love that the world champions as wise, a love that never challenges, a love that doesn't claim to know anything about truth, a love that just permits any sort of thinking, any sort of behaving, because at the end of the day, none of that really matters. That's the wisdom of this present age. And St. Paul tells us, if anyone among you considers himself wise in this age, let him become a fool so as to become truly wise. Would you rather look as a fool to the culture of 2023, or would you rather look as a fool to Jesus of Nazareth? Because we are going to meet him one day, brothers and sisters. Would you prefer to be, would you prefer to be a fool in the eyes of God or a fool in the eyes of our culture? We have names for what we call the fools in the eyes of the world. We call them saints. You look at somebody like St. Mother Teresa of Calcutta. She devoted her entire life to loving and honoring and serving people with whom she disagreed. If you've ever been to Calcutta, India, you might be surprised to discover 99% of Calcutta, India is not Christian. 99% of Calcutta, India rejects Jesus and ignores the truth of his divinity. Did Mother Teresa, did that matter for her? No. Mother Teresa is a hero of serving God's people, God's people, God's children in Calcutta, India. Not because they agreed with her, but because they were worthy of receiving the gift of her love nonetheless. Who are the people in my life that I tend to see as my enemy? Who are the people in my life that I would tend to define by what they say, by how they behave, and I maybe forget the truth of their goodness and dignity as children of God? Jesus challenged us in the gospel today, brothers and sisters, and he says, loving people that love you back, loving people that see your love, that respond to your love, that celebrate your love, that post about your love on social media, what's praiseworthy about that? Anybody can do that. My friends and my witnesses are the people who are brave enough, courageous enough, humble enough to love people who disrespect them, who love people who mock them and ridicule them. And brothers and sisters, there is one institution in our culture today that calls its people to that level of love. And that's the church that the world hates, that the world mocks, and that the world accuses of knowing nothing about love. Brothers and sisters, when we look at the heroes of love that this church has raised up in every age since the time of the coming of Christ, we can't not see the heroic witness of not just culturally accepted love, but the witness of perfect love. Perfect love is about to come to us again this day, and perfect love is how we become holy. And so in the first reading, our God told us, be holy as I am holy. And in the, in the gospel, the last thing our God told us is be perfect, just as your heavenly Father is perfect. There's a connection here, and that connection is the way of love. And so as Jesus comes to us this day, let's pray for the grace to recognize the love that he reveals, a love that comes to us in our brokenness, our messiness, not in total agreement with every decision we've ever made, but a love that nonetheless comes to us and says, this is my body and I give it for you. You have the right to know the name and the face of love. And his name and his face is Jesus of Nazareth. And how he needs witnesses in this culture today 
to the truth of what real love looks like. A love that says, this is my body, which is given for you. You don't need to see it, receive it, respond to it, like it, even if you hate it, even if you reject it, even if you persecute it. This is my life, and it's given for you because you have the right to know the name and the face of love.